0: hello and welcome back to the be om podcast or om be podcast i'm still figuring that out apparently uh my name is chloe thank you for joining me today as you might hear in the background, we have Josie and Randy, my two puppies joining me. So, yeah. They might pop in and out. Hopefully not too much. Uh so episode 2, I Thank you for coming back. Um, This episode, I'm planning on diving into a little bit about my past and how I got to be where I am as a yoga teacher on the path of yoga, learning about yoga and interested in all of these other things. So we'll kind of, we'll get into that. I would like to kind of give a disclaimer because it's going to be kind of a redacted version um, I in kind of preparing for this episode was thinking about things and what I was going to talk about and what I was going to share and I want to be as open and honest as I can but I also want to do so with ahimsa in mind, uh, non-violence. And so I feel that sharing certain things would cause harm to other people. And so I might hold back until I feel a little bit more comfortable doing that. So yeah, so this might... Feel like maybe not the whole version of things, or maybe little bits and pieces like are missing, but that is because that's what I'm doing, and I'm just trying to follow my gut and my heart and do no harm to others. So, yeah. Hey, I have here, let's see, I pulled a few stones, and I have a smoky quartz. Uh, super seven and a citrine here and when I pulled them I just grabbed them but as I was looking at them and feeling them they're all really rough and I thought that was kind of interesting that I would pull like raw rough stones when I'm about to dive into some of this you know kind of the shit you know some of the darker parts of my life um when I was younger, I had a lot, I guess you could call issues. Um I, I just I was so lost. I felt so disconnected. I didn't trust people and just being in this world just felt I don't know, it it just felt like so much and it just felt like everybody was lying and there was not going to be any kind of clear direction and I feel like I just I lost hope so early on and through that just losing you know the joy of life and seeing the connection that we all have It just, that's what I feel led me to addiction. Um, So in my opinion, you know, loneliness and not feeling that you have a place in the world or guidance or support uh, through no fault of anyone else's. So again, um, some of the stuff is, you know, I had, you know, I love my parents My parents love me and I feel that they did their very best, um, you know, in their capacity. So, and I've worked on a lot of forgiveness and just kind of, uh, empathy in coming to a place where I can understand why they did the things that they did or, um, you know, just let go of some of that. So if my parents ever listen to this mom dad I do love you you were great you were just exactly what I needed and I I love and appreciate you and just forgive you and and yes so I'm just grateful that you were there and and not there in your ways (laughs) uh so yeah anyways I guess I'll just dive right in I grew up as a child, a military brat, they are called, and so we traveled around a lot. Um we spent some time in Japan and in California and Oklahoma. We had a, a good chunk of time in Alaska, which I feel like is where a lot of my... Um, I guess you could call like samskara, my, um, veil started to come and life just started to really wear on me. And I just started feeling like I didn't have a grasp on things or an understanding of how to like navigate and connect with people. And so also when we were living in Alaska. I had a, a lot of um a lot of traumatic things happen to me. Again, I might not go into them into detail just because um I don't want to harm anyone or upset my mom. <laughs> so, um but yeah, we'll just say that there was just a lot of traumatic things that happened in my childhood and I feel like there was a lot of death um around and that i was just exposed to that at a very early age um and i also was an epileptic and that was um just really scary to go through and to have that happening to my body and not really have an explanation as to why um went through like eeg testing like a lot of those and um had some crazy experiences through, through those testings, um, just as far as, like, visual effects from flashing lights and from sleep deprivation and, um, yeah, yeah. It was just kind of um a weird experience that I just grew out of eventually. Uh, my parents divorced, I believe when I was ten or eleven, and at that point, my mom and my brother and sister and I we moved to Colorado and that 's where I would say is my home is Colorado. I love the mountains. I miss the mountains so much um, I will always remember coming into Colorado Springs and seeing Pikes Peak for the first time and it had just rained and the sun was starting to come down and everything was so vibrant and beautiful and big and it just yeah it that place is just so amazing and I hope to get to go back a lot this year so um we moved there and at that point when my parents got divorced, um, my dad just seemed to disconnect from the rest of our family and his side of the family also just seemed to, um, disconnect from us. So there was a lot of pain that, uh, came from that experience, a lot of abandonment issues, a lot of trust, um, definitely like you know, daddy issues and that like fed into my relationships and the way that I treated myself and allowed myself to be treated in the way that I treated others. So I, yeah, I just continued to further detach and close in on myself. My ego became very loud, just the, the mental chatter, the narrative of I'm not worthy I'm you know disposable that I'm unlovable I really started to settle in and then just like fear of being discarded started to creep in and that started just a ripple effect of self-consciousness and um playing small you know, even though I I do remember being in, like, I think it was maybe sixth grade and having this report to do. And I had worked so hard on it and I had this, like, hilarious punchline to the whole thing where I had, like, this bald cap on and I had, you know, bits of hair pulled through. But I was, like, playing Bonnie, like Bonnie and Clyde. And, and I was just almost in shock I couldn't take my hat off. And so, I, I mean... I feel like, yeah, I just started to really dim my light and just feel so judged and just so fearful. Um, And then that just, I don't know. I think that 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 in of itself was enough and then when I started using drugs, like it just, it, when I started using meth it became a whole other thing because and I want to kind of like make that point I began using drugs um and I I would say LSD um in I know the specific date because I was very scientific about it it was October 16th 1999 and um I took before and after pictures and recorded experiences because I had this health project that we were supposed to do and my subject was on LSD. And so in reading all of this research and stuff, I just I had gone through the dare program and so all of that was just like say no to drugs and like just all of this like bullshit, you know, information if you could call it that that you know, propaganda you know, to just fear, you know, scare people into, you know, not using. And I think that I was, I think that I was maybe disconnected enough and curious enough and that I was just open to trying things. Um, we'll go into it, but like, as like, a 1-3 profile in human design it's investigator and a martyr and so i just learn i have to learn through experience i can't take other people's word for it which has again gotten me into some trouble but you know all learning experiences hopefully um so i did my first trip and i had a group of people that I had asked to do it with me and it was an amazing experience I had never felt so connected I had never felt so expansive and just felt like so divinely universal and just like it just complete I ripped my head open I was just like oh my gosh like life isn't just like disconnect and abandonment and a separateness and you know not it's not all this darkness you know it can be like colorful and bright and connected um and so like i fucking dug it i started doing acid all the time like my whole freshman year was just like tripping and i mean and it was kind of ridiculous because like i mean i'm sure like statute of limitations i'm like i'm not even really worried about it but but I mean, we we were just we were just nuts kids. We were just nuts kids. So you know, and I think that then after that I started to consume cannabis. Um, you know, not like not like a crazy pothead, but you know, if you'd given me time, I'm sure I would have gone down that way. Um, but I think that, like, yeah, just all of those experiences, I thought that maybe all of that information was bullshit and so I tried methamphetamines and that was not bullshit (laughs) that was that gripped me like nothing else um I had a lot of body issues I yeah and so just a lot of parts, a lot of aspects of, like, just meth addiction, I mean, like, being, like, you know, having all this energy, and not being hungry, and all of that, like, I just, like, was like, okay, let's do this, um, it, it gripped me, it, and the first time I did it, I almost overdosed, I was sweating bullets, I puked the entire night um it was not fun like it was not like what you would call a fun time like i'm thinking like this is crazy but the feeling and just like yeah just i mean the chemicals and all of that it just hooked me instantly and um so that was i want to say that was like the summer of 2000 Um, getting into like sophomore year of high school and I mean it was insane I had I was just like fuck everything fuck everybody I mean I had no care for any of the rules I forged teacher signatures on passes I left campus I was using in the bathrooms like I was just nuts. Um, I (laughs) feel so bad for my parents when I think about it. Um, Yeah, so, and that was about, um, gosh. So it must have been just that year, which is so nuts to think about. Because I was pretty much immediately put into rehabs well I don't want to brag but I've had a lot of counseling Um, and that started when my parents divorced and then when I told my counselor about trying acid she was like I cannot help you you need to see a specialist and she told my mom and so I had to find this new counselor and then, like, at that point, I was just like, okay, I can't tell anybody anything. I'm just going to, like, just keep popping drugs into my body and just keep quiet. And I met my, I guess, second counselor. Um, I won't say her name. I hope I haven't already. But, um, and I had to do, like, random drug tests, which I... W- just like continued to fail um and so she was like you need further help and so I went to an outpatient program for I want to say it was probably only a month maybe three months um but I just continued to I mean I was doing drugs in the bathroom I was failing like every single drug test I I honestly had just I really gave up and I was just like I'm just gonna do this and do this as best I can for as long as I can until I drop dead so I had a pretty grim outlook on life for a really long time at such an important time in life when you need to be or like it's a good thing to be finding who you are and like your voice and just like being young and enjoying life you know I had I was just I couldn't enjoy life life was not enjoyable (laughs) life was hard and I I just thought that it was always going to be miserable and so what was the point of like dragging it out you know I should just you know do what I want go balls to the wall and then die young like you know like all of those super great role models that we have (laughs) um so yeah after my first inpatient or outpatient program I was put into a month program down in Pueblo and the night before was the first night I smoked crack so it was probably a good thing that I went at that point in time (laughs) you know hindsight and all um but yeah so I was there for a month Getting completely mixed messages from what my parents were being told. I They were like, I don't know. I Again, I guess they're not going to be like, you're going to fuck up when you leave. You, you're not going to make it <laughs> to the actual patient. But like to my parents, that's exactly what they were saying. They were like, this girl is working the system. She is just like not going to change, which is totally true, which is so true. And again, like looking back at this, I just... I was such an asshole I was like so horrible to so many people if you knew me back then I am so sorry like I was I was just so in my head my ego had just like consumed me I there was just no way that I could accept any kind of help or love like because I just like didn't want to help myself and I didn't love myself uh so it was just it was just so hard uh so after the month in Pueblo like immediately I got out and my mom took me shopping for school clothes air quote unquote and then the next morning I was woken up by three people in my room handing me a letter from my mom telling me that they're here to take me to Utah and that I better not run (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh so I went into the bathroom and my cousins were living with me at the time and and I think one of them she came in and I was getting ready she was like I was like I guess I'm leaving dude she's like oh all right (laughs) see ya." and I like stashed you know I, I had hidden drugs and everything which later got found and and flushed so um But yeah, so I I went willingly because I was completely convinced that these people could probably catch me and I did not want them to catch me (laughs) because they were really big. And so yeah, I got in the car and I didn't really get to see anybody else and I was taken to Utah and I spent I think just about a year there in St. George and and that was... um, that was a, an interesting experience. I was just trying to work the system, and I think that, you know to an extent, they could really see that, you know, that I really I didn't know how to change. like I just I didn't know any other way of being. Like I had no guidance, I had no foundation like, to work from. And so I, I was lost. I was lost. I was a lost cause at that point. Like, and as much as like I love myself and like just looking back, like, yeah, I was, I, I was rough. I was hard. I was not going to change. Um, so We got to spend a month out in the wilderness and that was a lot of fun. And I really enjoyed being out there. I think that was being out there gave me an opportunity to ground and connect with the earth and have like kind of a purpose work with a team we would have to hike and or push this cart to our next campsite to find our water um and so it was just like every single day you would like hike like 10 or 13 miles to find like to your next site where your water is at um yeah so I I enjoyed that and then going back to the building, that's what they called it, um, was kind of hard. And I found myself in trouble and just like they wanted to hold me back. But it, eventually I was I was about to turn, you know, I was I think I turned 17 and the school year was starting. And like, you know, so my parents were like, we're going to take her and just kind of figure it out from there. And so I came back home to Colorado and started my senior year. And I had done enough work in while I was in rehab to, like, complete my junior year and half of my senior year. So I only had to do some, like, silly, like, miscellaneous classes. And I was only there for, like, half of a semester, half days. So I didn't get to know anybody. Uh, and I just, like met back up with my old friends and started doing my old things and so i just kind of fell back into that old lifestyle and just using meth and um and then like you know anything that i could get my hands on really i'm was more of an uppers person and so i usually like would get really really sick on downers um but yeah that's what they do so um <laughs> yeah I did that for quite a while until I want to say about 2004 2005 just before I turned um 21 and then I just remember I don't know just kind of realizing that that was going to be my whole life I was not going to um you know, I wasn't going to overdose so easily. I had, um, you know, and had always come back. And so that was just going to be the cycle that I was in. And I mean, I was only 20. And to think about that being my entire existence, my whole entire life, I couldn't, I mean, that that hit me. And I was lucky that at that point, the person that I was dating ended up going into rehab. And that kind of gave me the space to also get clean. Um, But I really was only able to by switching substances. So I became a raging alcoholic. And that really has lasted until probably about... Hmm. 2016 2017 if i'm being honest um it's been a rocky road <laughs> it's not been ice cream it's not as been as sweet there's been a lot of hard lessons that i've had to learn there's i've hurt a lot of people um under the influence of alcohol And I have a lot of people that I still have not, like, apologized to that I don't know if I will ever get the opportunity to because I don't know if bringing it up is, you know, the better option or not. So I, yeah, there's, I still have a lot of stuff kind of attached to that that I'm, you know, sorting through and just trying to work on forgiving myself. I, you know, could only do with, you know, with the capacity that I had. And, and although it wasn't my best, you know, it was just what I had at the moment. Uh, so it feels like so much happened in the short, like five years of like hard drug addiction. Uh, and, I just think that that goes to show how much drugs suck the life out of you. And we'll just like, just take it all. So after I, you know, started drinking a lot, I got a DUI and had to go through all of that. And I started working at the YMCA in 2008. And that was Awesome that I have so much love for the YMCA that place was such a nurturing supportive home that I could go to when I didn't want to go home to my home uh, or you know just needed a place you know the people there were amazing and that's when I started to run I couldn't even I like I had not ever been an active person, but I decided I was like, I wanna run. I wanna run a mile. And so that was my goal. And we had a track upstairs, and I believe it was four laps around was a mile. And so I just like slowly worked up to it. And then one mile became two, and then three. And then I ran my first 5K, I believe in 2009, after working at the YMCA for a little while. And I started to follow that, like the health and wellness path that I held on for so long. So I would like run my laps and then go out to my car and and smoke and then go home and like chug whiskey. (laughs) So it just was kind of, it's kind of comical now. But, you know, I just, it's hard to let go of old habits. And so I just have to give myself the grace and forgiveness. Like I did the best I could. So it might not have been pretty, but that's okay. I am perfectly imperfect. So I just kind of continued down that path. I got my Pilates certification through the YMCA. Uh, I took a year off of drinking, which was really great. Uh, during that year, that was 2010, my pug, who I loved, Mr. Dr. Pasco, attorney at law, international playboy and superstar, passed away. Um, yeah, he was he was my little guy. I got him right after I got clean off off of meth, and so he was he went through a lot of the alcoholic stuff with me, and so when he passed, and I got Randy, and I luckily it happened during the time that I was sober, like not drinking. I was like only smoking weed. Uh, That was. I mean. I'm so grateful that it happened during that time. Because if it had happened, it, I feel like any sooner, if, if I had, like, fallen off the wagon or anything, like, I that just would have done it for me. I would have, like, lost it. Because that was really hard. I fucking loved that pug so much. I still love that pug so much. I'm, like, staring up at my twinkle lights just thinking about him. And he's just... I. I'm so grateful for the time that I had with that dog. He just... Gosh, he was the sweetest. Anyways, so I got Randall. And Randall is... Yeah, he, again, is a sweetheart. He is my little man. I just... I love him so much. And he will be 11 this year. I just can't believe it. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so... <clears throat> uh, it was... 2011? At this point, I got married I moved to Abilene Texas I transferred to the YMCA down there where I started teaching yoga they I took a couple classes there and they were like the instructor was like oh so you know how to do yoga and I was like yeah you know I've been practicing for a little bit I think I've been practicing for maybe a you know a couple years or um, a few years I'll I'll, I'll do a, a dedicated episode uh to the first time that I you know to my yoga journey specifically anyways so they were like that's great we need a yoga instructor and I was like well I'm I'm not certified or anything like that uh and they were like that's okay and so I ended up teaching at the Y in Abilene for like until 2014 so like three years I was teaching there during that time, I got my personal training certification through ACE. Um, so that was that was kind of a big deal. But I didn't get that until like two thousand thirteen. So I was still teaching, and during that time, I just kind of dove in and followed my heart. I got a lot of uh, the, you know, yoga teaching books. I Light of Yoga. Uh, I just started to dive in and and you know and that was a whole interesting thing as well because I mean at the time I was still like you know on and off struggling like my marriage was you know kind of it was rocky and moving to a new area was hard and so you know I wasn't completely sober but um so I had a lot of spiritual existential questions and and I don't know I can't words escaping me but just like I there were a lot of things that I had to analyze about myself and like where I was in my life and what I was sharing and like you know finding like having respect for that and you know having a very clear understanding of like what my intention is you know I was like well who who am I to charge for this who am I to tell people you know, this, I mean, I'm still, you know, struggling in my own life, you know, to be open and honest, and at that point, I don't even think that I was, like, trusting my gut or intuition at all, like, I know I wasn't, I don't even know why I said, I think, so, you know, there was just a lot that went along with that, and, um, I mean, at the time, I didn't have any guidance, uh, the community, it was a great community, I, it's just, like, the yoga community, I, I didn't have that kind of support that, um, what do they call it? Um that's that song. I love that. Uh so yeah. I lived down in Texas and I was there uh till twenty sixteen, but I divorced my ex husband in twenty fourteen and just yeah, was living down there. I met my current boyfriend Jonathan. <laughs> we'll see if he's all right with me like putting his name out on there but I um yeah we met and started dating we moved in and things have just started going from there I started teaching outside of the YMCA and that was I think that that was really good for me to kind of find my own voice outside of that space and to create a community and to see that there was an interest in this practice uh, and that there were people who also had been practicing for a long time and to make those connections because then like come to find out there was like kundalini practice and there was I mean just like you know a bunch of little like tiny hidden gems around that town and so then in 2016 Oh, we got the opportunity to move here to Georgia to be on some family property with like a lot of space so that we could garden, and we decided to to do that. And when I got here, Athens felt really intimidating, and so I didn't feel like I was at the level to teach, which. Is also interesting and kind of plays into like my yoga teaching journey and my yoga journey um, because at that time M3 Yoga Studio wasn't even a studio at that point so it's kind of cool the way that all of that unfolded but um, so we moved down here and I started working at uh, Starship Up in Lawrenceville, Swanee, and that is an adult novelty shop. And that is the polite way of saying a sex shop, so yeah. And that was a lot of fun. It was, there were some not fun times, yes, but I think I learned a lot from working there, and I (laughs) i learned to stand up for myself there i mean like i had you have to have a a backbone like and i came in and i was kind of like i was unsure and that place really hardened me up and it in i kind of went to an extreme at some at some point and i'll get into that like but yeah it it definitely i had to buck up so you know long long hours late hours uh and the turnover was just ridiculous and then of course the people coming in are are amazing and horrible and fantastic and terrifying so it was just like a mixed bag mostly mostly good though so and I I really enjoyed it and I did that for a really really long time I moved, or I transferred stores. So I was working at Elation's um, in Athens, and I think, gosh, I'm trying to remember if if I was practicing in Athens before I got transferred, which I can't recall now. Maybe I'll look here. Okay, let's see. Yeah. So I must have moved, transferred stores, and uh, at that point, after that, I started to work, or I started to practice in Athens okay sorry I have a little timeline here to help me keep things straight because I'm kind of (laughs) old and there's been a lot of stuff that's happened in my life and sometimes you know especially with the drugs and alcohol it's hard to keep it all straight I'm not gonna lie (laughs) so yeah um I worked at relations and that was just it was too much fun uh, But it was not what I was supposed to be doing. And it started to wear me thin. Uh, The prank phone calls, the harassing phone calls, fucking sexual harassment. Like, it just, like, started to get to me. Um, More so than any fantastic, like, you know, customer experience where I, like, just, like, opened their mind to this whole new thing that they were, like, curious about. And, you know, just... I explained it so eloquently that now they're going to go and have this beautiful consensual experience. And, you know, like there, there was just not enough of those (laughs) to outweigh the, uh, the, yeah, just all all the stuff. So, But it was a good job and it paid well and I got benefits, I got commissions, like I was doing very well. Um, I felt supported. I felt like, you know, like financially it was, I was really supported, which is great because when we moved here, we depleted our savings, trying to fix up our house and trying to get the place that we were going to live in actual livable order. So that was kind of um a nightmare and, and had its own baggage. So I it eventually though got to the point where like I, it was a really interesting experience. My body like I, there was something where I just did one thing too many times and it it cinched up my body like I couldn't stand up straight I was pulled down into the right um I couldn't sit comfortably I couldn't lie comfortably I couldn't do anything comfortably walking was painful just it it was just hurting my being like just and I was crying every day on my way to work I was just not happy I was not doing what I was supposed to be doing and I think that those were kind of the signs, the signals, like, hey, you are out of alignment. This is not what you're meant to be doing. This is not how you need to be spending your time. You need to find, like, you need to get back on, on your path. Um, at that point, uh, working at Alations, I was already practicing at M3. Yeah. I had made my way through... Um, Some of the other intros around town at the other studios, and I just kind of found my home and my connection. So I started doing work trade with M three, and was I heard about their teacher training, and I really wanted to do it, but with my work, it they just would not give me the time, and it was going to be like really hard to schedule it and to make it happen. So it probably wasn't going to happen. Hi John, yes, I love you. I know. I will come feed you soon. Yes. Uh, So, and then I think I had all of that back problems, all of that stuff. And I just, so I had to, I had to reassess and I had to look at what was important. And so I also went (laughs) and saw a massage therapist and took care of my body. I was doing too much power yoga, too much core stuff too much you know too much and so i needed to slow down but um so i also just took the plunge oh yeah that's what it was okay so yoga teacher training was happening and i wanted to do it and i was like okay i'm, I'm gonna make this happen somehow and then i i quit my job at Elation's. i started working at condor condor chocolates in athens amazing place if you have not been there you need to go but i then i heard that m3 was hiring for a studio assistant and i was just at the right place at the right time and i w- i made the connection with matt the one of the studio owners and i was like i just heard that you're looking for this i would love to do this and it instantly just happened so all of the cards like kind of fell in line Condor was amazing job and like was again just really foundational for me to do the yoga teacher training and to also work kind of part-time at m3 until that developed into a bigger role so i i mean once i took that dive or that step of you know quitting my job at um, you know, I put in my two weeks, and I I did all of my time. I loved the people that I worked with, and I I still think of them and cherish that time with them. Like they were all so amazing. Uh, and if you ever need sex toys, if you never ever need tobacco products, go to Elation's in Athens. <laughs> they will help you out. They will answer all of your questions. <laughs> so, yeah. I then I started doing the teacher training once I started doing the teacher training and it was clear that like the role at the studio was becoming a bigger role and I was gonna start teaching soon I was able to again make my beautiful exit out of Condor and start doing the yoga teaching thing uh more full-time-ish so and that you know I started doing the yoga teacher training in 2018 completed it in 2019 March and now we're in 2020 crazy and I've taught over you know 200 classes at this point and I am trying to you know branch out and see where just kind of where opening up and following you know my heart will lead me you know it's already led me to you know making this podcast which is pretty pretty crazy and I'm really excited about uh the first episode I I have to laugh because it was so sweet you know I, I just it it was just really sweet and I'm glad that I did it as as silly and as nervous and as many times as i said interesting and as many times as i said um as many times as i said um in this episode it's all good you know because it's all steps on the path and i think that that going through all of this has also just shown me that i wouldn't be clearly i wouldn't be where i am if not for all of that like those are the steps along the path like that is my story but the lessons that I've learned in going through all of that shit, which felt so hard and just such, like, bullshit at the time, I've I've gained so much from those experiences. But I feel like only because, like, I did, I was able to change it around. Like, I could very easily just still be using and still just be, like, gripped by my mind, you know? But luckily for me and for, you know, the people in my life, that's not the case and so I hope that this can at least just show you that anything is possible (laughs) I didn't think that I would be here now alive at like the very least you know so here I am alive and breathing and happy that I'm here and loving my life and finding joy in the moment you know and I couldn't be more grateful for the opportunity that I have to be speaking to you and to have you listening to me. So don't ever give up on yourself. Know that you are always loved and supported and connected. Like, even if you don't believe it, like, you are. It's kind of just one of those things. (laughs) So, yeah, I feel like that's kind of, like, the whole ish story. And I hope that you have enjoyed listening to the craziness that has been my life. And yeah, I just can, I'm going to continue on doing me and doing my best. And then, you know, I'll share some of that with you. And yeah, I just, I hope the very best for you all. I hope to have you back for the next episode till then. Take care. Namaste.